Welcome to another Sunday Session podcast. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Craig Wing to take you back through all eight games in round 19. Plenty of highs and lows and controversies to get through. Wingy, how are you going? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Oh, that's good. Um, let's dive right into it. We'll start off with the uh, the Sunday footy. Uh, I was really looking forward to this one, the Raiders and the Panthers, and I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. It was um, very spirited, very willing. Uh, tempers flared and... You know the Raiders came away with uh, two points. What do you, you know? Do you reckon they're the real deal now? Yeah, I think that was probably the take home for me. Um, more so, the Raiders' composure and their in their defence as well. Mm. Um, they had number of assaults on their try line. They they looked comfortable. They held strong. One time they let let a try through, but that was a little bit soft. Bit of a misread there. But um, yeah, I think especially leading into the finals, uh, if there's one thing that you want to be on song. It's your defence, and, yeah. and I think the Raiders are showing that they've got belief in it. Um, they're playing a, a tough style of footy, and they've just got some they've got some classy players that can make something out of nothing. They've got some big boys that can run hard, and they're all tackling hard, and they're all working hard in defence as well. So um, after this weekend's game, um, I'm I'm... I think that the Raiders can do some damage if they continue on the path that they're on. Mm, the Panthers were probably a little bit like we saw from them when they were struggling at the start of the year with just a heap of good ball sets and just couldn't quite find the points when they needed it. Yeah, which was surprising for me because they they have been attacking quite well of late. Mm. I just find that um, I think the I think the Raiders really got it hard up off their line. Yeah. When you do that to the likes of Maloney, who likes to play out, it makes it really difficult for those guys. It also shuts things off for for their back rowers out on the edges, who have been doing so much damage of late. So, mm. um, yeah, it was a it was it was a good effort from the Raiders. You mentioned the back rowers. I think probably not having Viliami kick out there hurt them as well when they certainly in point scoring. Yeah, yeah, he's a. Well, he's a, he's a loss for any team that he's going to be in. He's just so powerful out there. But, um, yeah, I really think that I think the Raiders had their measure in this one. The um, interesting result for the latter as well, the Raiders sort of really keeping themselves in that top four mix. Penrith, um, it's their first loss for a while. I think it was seven straight wins coming mm. into this one. But um, snuffing that fire out is probably good for not so much Manly, who also had a win we'll get to in a minute, but definitely uh, Parramatta, who's in six at the moment, will uh, enjoy that two-point buffer. Yeah, the... Uh the table's starting to spread out a little bit, and the logjam, mm. as you were saying before, is is in the lower part of the eight, which is um, mm. you know those. I think those teams, those top four or five teams, they're they're legitimately ahead of the other ones behind them. Yeah, it's definitely the top five, and then the rest for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, earlier Sunday game, this one didn't really reach any great heights. I wouldn't say the uh, the Roosters pretty much in second gear the whole time, but um, never really looked in doubt against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it was a bit of a dour game for me. Um, yeah. But, look, the Roosters just did what they needed to do to win. Were good in moments. But overall, it's I think it's just a, I think it's just one of those weeks for the Roosters where they just tick it off, move on, mm. focus on next week. Um, yeah, not really much to report on that one. Yeah, they just had to get the win and they did enough to do it. Um, the Dogs, at least, I mean, if you're a Canterbury fan, I think... It's been a tough year, but at least they're sort of having a proper crack. There was some, you know, some poor errors and some poor moments, um, you know, dropping the, the kickoff after scoring points and, and one or two other things. But, you know, you couldn't say they're not having a dig at the moment. Yeah, and I guess when you're outgunned pretty much every position across the park, mm. um, 
you've got to turn up. You've got to do your best. You've got to have a dig. Um, no one's really expecting you to win. <laughs> yeah. But it's more of a pride thing for yourself and a personal development thing as well. And um, just as long as they're having a go, you can't really expect too much too much from them. But, you know, I, I know that the Roosters played poorly. Uh, well, not poorly, but not at their best. But yeah. you've, you've got to think that um, the, the Bulldogs also had something to do with that as well. Yeah, some uh, pretty unfortunate injury news out of this one. The Roosters obviously mm. already without Jake Friend. We saw C.Y. Takiyaho limp off uh, very early into his second stint, uh, about 15 minutes from full time with what uh, apparently is a calf injury, according yep. to Trent Robinson. So a few weeks on the sidelines probably for him. Uh, and also Boyd Cordner, also a calf issue. So both of those guys are probably going to miss a bit of footy, which uh, thins their pack a little bit. Yeah, but hopefully, uh, look, they're... They're big ones. For me, I reckon, especially Takiaho, he's been mm. solid for the Roosters all super. year. Yeah. Um, depending on the grading of the calf injuries, if they're minor grade ones, then a freshen up leading into the finals could possibly be a good thing mm. for both of them. Yeah. Uh, anything more than that is probably a little bit worrying because you end up stretching it out to three, four weeks where you could possibly be out. Mm. And um, they certainly don't want that. I think two weeks off for Boyd Cordner would be a, a huge blessing in disguise. Yep. Um, Ryan Hall said at this one, apparently a patella issue. Hopefully he doesn't miss too much footy. And Nat Butcher, it was revealed afterwards, been uh, carrying a, a broken rib for the past month. So a week off will help him. But Oh, wow. So how did they diagnose that? Yeah, how did sure. they not diagnose yeah. that? Well, I think they at knew the about it. They just sort of needled him up and told him to get on with it. But, um, yeah, right. He's actually been playing really well with the broken rib, but uh, a yeah. week off won't hurt him at all. Um, that takes us through to Saturday footy. Now, this for me was the match of the round and probably one of the matches of the year. The Storm and the Sea Eagles, these two just, they can put on a show. Uh, I've seen some crackers over the years. This one went to Golden Point, 11 points to 10. It was the Sea Eagles who uh, got the job done yeah. uh, down there in Melbourne. A, a real sort of warning shot to the, the top four teams, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Manly certainly going from strength to strength after they did a good job on Parramatta last week and then... Um now what they've done with pretty much a full-strength Melbourne Storm team. Very, very impressive. I, I thought the, uh, the highlight for me was after the final... Well, after the 80-minute whistle, um, mm. a siren went, and everything that transpired after that, there was some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Some good footy being played, some off-the-cuff footy, um, and a lot of heart-in-mouth um, heart stuff. I mean, both teams yeah. had a shot and missed by hitting the post. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. But um, I think... Look, the way that Manly stood up against the the competition heavyweights, probably the well the minor premiers as well, um, it really shows that they're um, they're the real deal. Mm. They've got they would have gotten a hell of a lot of belief out of that game, um, belief in the sense that confidence in themselves, confidence in their game plan, confidence in their teammates, confidence in their defence, confidence in their coach. Mm. Um, and at this time of year, not too far out from finals time, that is the perfect time to be feeling like that. Um, a win like that will really set them in good shape moving forward. I look at this Manly team and there's just so many players who are playing at or close to what I think their their best football is. So you've got the superstars like the Trevojevic brothers, Daly Cher Evans, to Powad and Fenua Blake, and they're all playing like superstars should but then you've got guys like you know Brad Parker's playing yeah. I think better than we thought he could play Curtis Sirenen who's had some just injury ravaged years is playing like we all thought he was going to play when yeah. he burst on the scene a, a few years ago um, you know Joel Thompson's playing as well as he's played in his time at Manning there's a lot of guys who aren't those top four or five names who are also just really 
ticking in and, and playing well. Yeah, but here's the thing with that. Um, you do it for enough weeks in a row and then that becomes the base standard. Mm. And I think that's fast becoming the case for these guys. Yeah. Um, that's what's if they can do it one week if they can do it two weeks in a row then the expectation is that they should be doing it every week mm. if they're doing it every week across the board they're better players so um i've really enjoyed watching this manly team come on and build with confidence and um i think uh i think they're going to have a good run at it yeah that's pretty remarkable and i guess for the storm you know it's they've lost three games now this season but i think a combined total of four points you know, two points, one point, and one point. I think the three losses are so uh, certainly a long way from um, panic stations for them. Absolutely, and I, I think if anything, one thing that the Storm probably need before they hit the finals campaign is a little bit of a stumble. Mm. I mean, they weren't terrible, and they only no. lost by one point. Yeah, but just it just gives Craig Bellamy that little bit of something to work with to try and push them that little bit harder, squeeze the lemon just that little bit more mm. for some extra drops and um, and then have a little bit of a turnaround where they can build off the back of because they, they have been at such a high standard for such a long time. Um, I think a little bit of a a little bit of a stumble leading to the finals could pro- probably be the best thing for them. Mm, I think I saw a quote from Cameron Munster saying almost exactly that, like yeah. the, the occasional loss as a wake-up call isn't the yeah. worst thing after the sort of season they're putting together. Um, but yeah, phenomenal game no matter how you look at it. The uh, the middle Saturday game, a uh, bit of a one-sided contest. The Titans, again, not putting up too much uh, of a challenge. The um, the Broncos have now easily accounted for the teams coming last and second last over the past fortnight and uh, clawed their way into the top eight. Mm, I think, um, look, I guess the game went as expected. I did notice, the as I was saying before, the Titans were, they were trying. Mm. Um, I sort of look at their work off the ball and what they're putting in, the amount of effort. Um, and I, I, that's that's something that you can work with. Uh, but I guess just typical Titans footy. Um, uh, Defence was a mess. Same old story. Mm-hmm. The attack wasn't as, as crisp as, as you'd want. But look, they're on a. I think they're going through a bit of a rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, got, if you get the guys at least trying on the field, then... That's definitely something that you can work with. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've got so many areas that they need to improve on, so um, it's just week by week for them. Um, and I hope that they don't read too much into the scoreline and they just focus on themselves more than anything. Mm. Uh, Broncos. Broncos, were they were good. 30 yep. points or thereabouts in the first half. Um, those forwards laying the platform again. Yeah, it's all about the forwards. I think you said last week yeah. that it's... you know. Plan A, Plan B, and Plan C is all about that forward pack getting their their rumble on. That's certainly what happened. Mm. Um, Davida Pengai Jr. a bit of a worrying weight there. I thought it was a bit of a nothing, um, not yeah. that big of an issue. But so he's who facing knows one the to two goes this week. Um, uh, these days, yeah. I mean, he he made contact with the head, but he was falling at the same time. Yeah. So I don't. I think we can probably all agree that there wasn't an intent there to hit yeah. the bloke in the head or, or cause serious damage, but the onus is still on the tackler not yeah. to contact the head. Um, Sinbin and a charge, so yeah. uh, obviously sat sat down for 10 during the game and now facing one to two out as well for the uh, the shot itself, which is yeah. classed as a grade two. And I think I think in particular for that, that Broncos team, they need to have all of their big guns in the forwards on the field at... Mm. at uh, at some stage of the game, um, they can't afford to have a guy like him sitting on the sidelines. So 
bit of a nervous wait for the Broncos on that one, I think. Yeah, they're already without Matt Gillett for this game, who pulled out with a uh, hamstring, I think. I'd have to double-check. But, um, yeah, against the Titans, the, uh, the other big boys certainly were able to get the job done. Um, just before we move on, I thought there were a couple of very Titans moments in, in this game, which sort of sums up their season. The first was, you know, a nice-looking shape in attack, and then mm. Corey Oates plucks the ball out of the air and runs yeah. 100 to score, and you just think, poor old Titans. And then yeah. uh, I think it was right at the end, the game was gone, but Jared Wallace managed to charge down a kick, yeah. tucks <laughs> under the wing, he's galloping, I he's getting there, he's getting that he was there. going to get to the try line. And then comes sp- Andrew McCulloch. And and then, but it, it didn't just, didn't didn't just, just miss the out. try. He yeah. spectacularly missed the yeah, try. I feel for those guys and look I've I've sort of been in teams where just nothing goes your way mm-hmm. and it's just it's just one of those things you just got to keep plugging away eventually something will click eventually yeah. something will turn but um, like I was saying before as long as you're trying and you're mm-hmm. putting in as best you can there's not really much more you can do besides that yeah uh, hopefully it turns around for them yeah. at some point Saturday footy kicked off with the Eels against the Warriors at Bankwest Stadium. The Eels continuing to do very well at home and very poorly away. Um, there were long stretches of this game where I thought the top five teams aren't going to be too scared uh, yeah. watching anything that's happening. But by the same token, it was extremely entertaining at times. There were some uh, some big highlights as well. Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty even matchup with these teams. Yeah. coming into the finals and um, look, the Warriors started off pretty strong with a lot of possession. I did notice that the uh, that the Warriors actually had a lot of possession attacking their uh, attacking the um, mm. the Eels line, and they they held strong. I don't know if you attribute that to poor Warriors attack or good Eels defence. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, one one highlight for me was. Uh, Mika Sivos <laughs> set up for the try. <laughs> I thought you might be going this way. That was uh, that was pretty hilarious. But that was yeah. that's just symbolic of the Warriors of late, where you just watch them and they they're just they're doing everything right, mounting pressure. You think they're going to break the opposition, and then just bang, mm-hmm. something like that happens against the run of play. Happens so easily, yeah, and it just puts them on the back foot. And I think that's. There again, it's just cost it cost the Warriors uh, another two points, and as a result, they're they're just falling that little bit further behind now. Mm. Yeah, I think if you're doing a highlights package for all-time best fans in rugby league, yeah. you'd probably have a new entry. <laughs> the way Paul Blake Ashford went uh, cartwheeling off that big Michael Sivo fan was. Uh, Pretty spectacular, and um, another highlight reel was that um, Mitch Moses with the, the kick ahead try for, yeah. for Gutherson was um, pretty pretty spectacular as well. Yeah, he showed a uh, showed a clean pair of heels there, Mitch Moses, to mm. get on the outside and then and then get away. But I think the other the other one that stood out for me was the RTS uh, forward pass. Was no it try. Forward, wasn't it? Yeah. If it was forward, I, I don't know. It was like the, the ref probably had the better view of it all, but. Wow, wasn't that an exciting passage of play? And if that mm. try had have come off... That geez, would have been the win. Yeah, it was right at the end Everything the could be so much different. But know. unfortunately, it's not. And now they've uh, they've slipped into outright 12th spot. Yeah, it's a long way back to the finals from there. I think uh, there's been a lot of conjecture on you know social media and whatnot about the, the pass and a, few, you know, a lot of Warriors fans sort of rest faulting. I thought they probably got it right. I thought it mm. probably... That clearly... The um, the pass was caught about two metres in front of where it was passed. So the argument yeah. is, did it come back out of the hands and float forward? Or did it come forward out of the hands? I thought it was slightly forward out of the hands. I know a lot of people disagree with that. But like you said, the refs are probably in the best position and, of anyone. And realistically, that that's footy. I mean, you without the without the um, the the uh, video referee and all that kind of stuff back in the day, you'd win some, you'd lose some. Mm. 
now that we have the video ref and all those other all the, all those other things it's still a case of you win some you lose some and yeah. unfortunately on 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 this this occasion didn't go their way there's always going to be 50 50s in in rugby league and there's always yeah. going to be 50 50s that end up being on match turning plays it's just uh, like yeah. you say that the nature of the beast um we didn't talk about the jake travoyevich lifting tackle when we're doing the storm seagulls game but isaac luke also done for a lifting tackle in this game mm. uh, luke got pinged for a grade two which means he's out for two to three weeks jake only got a grade one which means early plea he'll be free to play um, we've seen a few this year. There's been eight or ten grade ones, which mostly haven't attracted bans. Yeah. And I think Kotrick obviously a pretty spectacular lifting tackle a few weeks ago. He got a grade three and yeah. ended up missing three for that. Yeah, it's a tricky one that because I know what it's like uh, to be in that situation with a, in a tackle. Uh, when you're you're coming from a low position, you're hitting up um, to drive them back. You've got to you've got to hook something. You've got to hook something. Mm. Quite often, you might get one of their legs and they'll start to tip, and um, sometimes you just go too far. And it all happens so quickly. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Isaac's was probably worse than Jake's one because mm-hmm. he didn't pull out or even try to pull out. He just went right through with it. Yeah. It was Jake sort of, he half pulled out. I think. He tried to catch him a bit at the end, yeah. which I think might be what saved Jake from getting a stiffer grading. I think, I think the bad thing about the one a few weeks ago was that um it just happened so quickly yeah so these two were at a lot slower pace Mm. and um yeah there was there was time for decision making there whereas the one a few weeks ago it just happened so quickly that there's not much you can do yeah it's unlucky for Kotrick no one I think we all know there's no malice in his game it wasn't intentional it just ended up quite spectacular I think the two this round were not as bad as uh, as that one um, heading back to Friday footy and the poor old dragons, <laughs> you have to feel for them. Ah, uh, poor, poor guys. I just can't take a trick, can yeah. I? I thought, look, I thought across the board, the Rabbitohs, they were the better team. They weren't really playing at their best. Um, they did just enough to win the game. I thought, mm. uh, excuse the pun, I, th- pun, I thought the, the dragons pulled a rabbit out of the hat <laughs> in that uh, and, and got away with it. With a minute to go, you wouldn't... Yeah. Given the situation that they're in and given everything that's going against them, you'd think that there's no way that they could lose in the dying minutes yeah. of the final kickoff. But, yeah, somehow they found a way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like that um, That conversion from, from Widop, who I think they've really missed in the yeah. time he's been with that shoulder uh, injury, you know, that was a tough, tough, tough kick. And yeah. he, he absolutely drilled it. And he just smoked it. it. Yeah. He smoked it. I thought they would just be really... Really pumped off off the back of that, and you know it's a case of look, just one set, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately not. I feel really, I, I really do feel for the for the young debutant uh, Jason Saab. Jason Saab yeah. I thought he had a good game. Yeah, two tries on debut. Uh, two tries on debut. Not many, uh, not many people in the game can say that they've done mm-hmm. that. And the only tries for their team. So he was pretty good, but it was just a little bit of a rookie error in terms of his poor read. But you could put it down to that, or you could put it down to the fact that they got themselves in that position yeah um so i would if i was him i wouldn't sort of read too much into that um i'd, I'd be stoked that i'm i'm a first grader and i've scored some tries yeah and he'll, he'll play plenty plenty more based on what we've seen from him um yeah there was some shattered faces in that dragon's dressing room like you look at the, the all the work mckinnis has done making you yeah. know 50 plus tackles a week and that that ball that he died yeah just that that effort that final yeah. effort in the dying minutes of the game and mm. to put them in front when they really didn't deserve to be that was mm. That was pretty special stuff. They've got 
look, they got some guys in that team that try really, really hard. Mm-hmm. James um, Graham, sixty tackles. Yeah, like there's some there's some massive efforts in that team, but unfortunately, as everyone's told from the moments of their kids. It's not about individuals, it's about the team performance and the team coming together is is probably the thing that they're lacking at the moment. Mm-hmm. What about South? Is still at the point in the ladder, Cody Walker getting back to the form that uh, he was showing before Origin? Yeah, it's good to see Cody Walker getting a little bit of his mojo back. Yeah. Um, still, still a bit of a way to go, but he's actually... Um, yeah, it's good to see. And I think we went to a South Players reunion the other day and... He was talking about it on stage, how he was probably oh, really? early on, he was just trying to... He was he was a little bit frustrated with his own game and trying to probably force the issue and it wasn't coming. Yeah. Whereas uh, now he's of the mindset the mindset just to relax a little bit and, and let the rest of the team do their job and then when he's relaxed he sees the opportunities more and then he's able to take them. So uh, good signs for the Bunnies and they've also got some firepower coming back. Yeah. So. Um, I think the, the Bunnies have been doing well. They had a couple of lucky wins, uh, close wins, and they've just been doing enough to get by, but um, certainly a lot of room left in the tank, a lot, a lot left in the tank to, um, to take it to another level uh, with their uh, finals charge. So you've got, you've got the Storm, you've got the, the Roosters, and you've got the Bunnies who, who mm. are all probably not playing at the best of their games, which is probably a good thing, but they're still winning. And then they can start to ramp it up from here on in. Mm. And you throw a well-rested Sam Burgess back into that lineup. You know, Alex yeah. Johnston, he, he's really going to tie their um, their structures together. Yeah. Adam Dewey's been going well, but to put Alex Johnston back in at fullback is um, is going to be massive. And then obviously once the finals hit, George Burgess back into the, the pack as well. So they've got um, plenty yeah. more improvement in them. Yeah, there's some big guns there. Sammy Burgess, I mean, just the amount of work that he gets through, him mm. coming back at this time of year probably play 80 minutes or whatever he will and make 100 tackles. But um, just the level of energy that he's going to bring in defence and Mm. attack. He's one of those aura players as well. Yeah, and just everyone lifts around him. The whole team feels confident with him in the team. So that's going to be a big bonus for them. Um, Johnson, he's one of those guys that can make something out of nothing. Reads the game really well, so provides another point of attack for the bunnies, which means that defence has to spread out and even, you know... just that little bit mm. further and have eyes on just another extra player. So that's only going to enhance Damian Cook, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, all those other attacking guys, John Sutton. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, looking looking promising for the Rabbitohs and then obviously the final Burgeye to return, <laughs> um, who can be who can be just as damaging as the rest of them when he's on his day. Exactly. In the uh, early Friday game, the Knights up against the Tigers. Um, as, like, this is a great game for the neutrals. There was a lot of fun stuff happened. There was plenty of points on offer. Um, 28-26 it ended up. But um, for the Knights who were you know pushing around that, that top four towards the end of that winning streak earlier in the season, now slipping mm. out of the eight, um, you know, starting to look like they might actually miss the finals altogether mm. unless they can uh, get it back together to concede. 28 points to a club that has had trouble scoring points this year yeah. is probably a bad sign. Yeah, I think... Uh, look, I think the Knights are a better team than where they're sitting on the ladder at the moment. Mm. Um, but uh, I, th- I think both teams are sort of in a bit of a situation at the moment where they both can play really well and then they can both just let their, their, their foot off the pedal and let the other team back in very, very easily. Perhaps the Knights were sort of a little bit of, a little bit exposed or a little bit drained from the Roosters game last week. 
Uh, but I also mm. did notice that the, the Tigers didn't try and go through the middle with them. They shifted the ball um, a fair bit and attacked down the edges, which, which meant that the Knights' forwards couldn't really muscle up. And I thought that that was quite an, a, an effective uh, attacking strategy to use against the Knights. They, they, they did struggle with it a bit. Mm. So, um, look, both teams really needed the points there. I think the, the Tigers, Tigers more so. And it was good to see the Tigers come away with the points because it was Robbie Farah's 300 yeah, game. True. So he played was, well too, Robbie. Yeah, yeah. They had, um, they, had some, they had some good players out there. Madison played well. Marshall played well. Farah Brooks. Thompson was good again. Corey Thompson was really good, yeah. But um, but yeah, I think uh, the fact that these teams can be so hot and cold, I think they're justifiably just that little bit away from the the top five now. Yeah, for sure. Um, the round kicked off all the way back on Thursday night. Uh, Sharks and the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. It was a weird sort of game. Uh, I felt like the Sharks dominated the first half. Cowboys scored off a Sharks error right at the start and right at the end to take a lead to half time. Ended up um, 14-4 in front. Sharks, um, it just it always looked to me like the Cowboys were going to run out of puff. And uh, it ended up being the case. The Sharks scored a try. Sean Johnson laid on Josh Dugan um, with, what, 10 or 15 minutes to go. And they just went the length of the field the next set, found another try. And, and that was pretty much the end of it. And it's probably one of those games where, you know, whichever team lost this was just about red line in terms of their uh, their finals hopes. Yeah, I'm just wondering when the Sharks are really going to get it all to get get it going mm. together. There's still time, and they've certainly yeah. got the talent in the team. But it, I just feel like they're just spluttering a little bit at the moment. But two points is two points, so um, look, it all adds up in the end. So they mm. just got to keep plugging away. But I just I just feel like they're they're just a little bit away from having it all click into place. But when it does. They could uh, they could possibly do some damage. Yeah, it's um I mean, it's a vintage effort from Paul Gallon, old school, two hundred and thirty odd meters and thirty seven tackles from him. His team really needed something. Uh, snapped a, a five game losing streak. Um, Josh Dugan at fullback, he's just been getting bashed week after week. Yeah. I know he kind of gets, you know, some knockers saying that he's always injured, but he, geez, he cops some punishment as well. And to get two hundred plus meters and score a crucial try, I thought was uh, a good sign for him, um, especially with Matt Moylan out. It's sort of thin on, um, you know, fullback options at the moment. So there were there were some good signs there. Sean Johnson, a couple of try assists. He's been getting bagged a bit in the the media through that losing mm-hmm. run as well. But I thought he was pretty, um, you know, pretty energetic, which is, um, you know, it's all reasonably good signs moving forward even if they're not looking that slick just yet yeah um cowboys do you reckon that's them just about done if they uh couldn't hang on to that one yeah i think so i think so they're um mm. they're just not quite at the standard of of the rest of the competition and they're just falling further and further behind um and the problem for them is they haven't actually really gone on a run yet. So yeah. I think for them to get there, they're probably going to need to go on a run, which they haven't done this year. And it's not like they're it's not like they're shooting the lights out as it is. So um, yeah, there's a bit of pressure on those those teams slowly starting to fall away. Mm. I mean, bad luck befalls every team at, at different times, but the Cowboys have had a shocker, you know, this year right from Ben Barber in the the preseason. You know, yeah. didn't get Cole felt back until about round eight, and by then Nene McDonald was injured for the year and, and he's 
now off, off, you know, out of the club and you know, Michael Morgan out with concussions and, and so on. Jason Tamalolo missed a bunch of games at the start of the year. They haven't really been able to get any continuity at all. Tamari Martin with the, the brain bleed's been missing for a long time. So yeah, bit of a write-off of the season for, for Paul Greensman, unfortunately. But I think the thing that, you know, look, we're getting to the back end of the season now, but the thing that really needs to be kept into perspective is that rugby league's always cyclical and you don't have mm. to think that long back. You don't have to think too far ago that the the Cowboys were such a force for such a long time and they have they have lost you know one of the greatest ever players that have played mm. rugby league um, and that's going to take some time to that's going to take some time to get over yep 100% uh, brings us to the end of the uh, eight games like we said at the top the ladder's sort of starting to sort itself out now anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap this baby up no mate it's all good nice one well um, yeah once again thanks for joining us for a Sunday session podcast we're back again this time next week beautiful see you next week